This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. नमस्कार हफ्ता में आपका स्वागत है आई एम अभिनंदन शेखरी अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते आई होप यू हैड अ गुड इंडिपेंडेंस डे एंड यू एक्सप्रेस योर इंडिपेंडेंस इन ऑल सॉर्ट्स ऑफ नॉवल वेज स्पेशली बाय सब्सक्राइबिंग टू इंडिपेंडेंट मीडिया सब्सक्राइब टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री हेल्प पे टू कीप न्यूज फ्री बिकॉज वेन द पब्लिक पे इज द पब्लिक इज सर्व एंड वेन एडवर्टाइज पे एडवर्टाइज सर्व विथ दैट Clarion call. Let me introduce our panel today. We have um, two founding editors actually today. Uh, three. Uh, I'll tell you who the three founding editors we have are. We have uh, Manisha Pandey, our award-winning journalist. Then we have the founding editor of Dailyo. Uh, his name is Jairaj Singh. All the audience calling him Jerry. So first, I thought you were getting no. someone called Jerry. <laughs> so uh, then we have the founding editor of India today. जर्नलिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्टिस्
across you know the backwaters the rivers in kerala so yeah it's man made but yeah it's a it's a flood like kerala hasn't seen in i think a very long time then the former speaker of the lok sabha somnath chatterjee died and there were some interesting pieces around that that how the family did not allow the party to be a participant very interesting piece on news laundry also on how his own party sort of betrayed him right so that was very sad yeah very yeah. sad and he he was deeply saddened by it yeah and uh, then there was uh, you know 15 villagers killed in bastar not maoists congress lawmakers say meanwhile the maoist uh, you know violence did kind of there was a little crest um last week with some violence happening there but overall i believe numbers are going down then the chief secretary on anshu prakash's assault case a charge sheet filed against chief minister kejriwal and manish sodia the same week when about 19 of 22 cases fell flat that delhi police had filed on various uh, aap mlas then um the biggest news of last weekend was jnu student umar khalid was violently attacked and shot at uh, although the shot at technically there was an attempt to shoot him the gun jammed when the gun fell to the ground then it went off but there were all sorts of speculation about that i'm sure this whole panel have lots to say on that issue because that also involves the media and how they represented him in a plea to the election commission uh, congress seeks action against amit shah for for apparently not disclosing some liabilities he had in his affidavit at the same time amit shah has approved election commission simultaneous elections it appears that won't happen because the election commission says they don't have enough vv pat to hold simultaneous elections across the country they say at most nine states so chalo that's good and um, of course i'm sure everyone will have a little bit of comment on modi's scientific explanation of how you can make gas gassing around <laughs> gassing around and we have a couple of emails but first i just want to start off by asking the panel and madhu who is one of the most well read people i know vs naipal died earlier last week madhu and you know ever since um, i was young maybe in my teens and 20s you know you hear vs naipal padho vs naipal padho intelligent banna hai to padho agar party mein bolna hai you know i read naipal to naipal to padhna padega na to whatever maybe i read him too early in life but i read in area of darkness that is the first book of his that i read and i was very outraged you know because when you're young you're an indian how dare he say this and how he starts off saying ki bhai tum sab keede ho makode ho tum sab mar jao type then i read beyond belief and while of course his attention to detail and how he kind of analyzes that entire malaysian soharto he you know that that uh, indonesia malaysia that he did i was never convinced but though i didn't argue with people because everyone around me was very well read and they said naipaul is the one of the greatest writers why i mean fine he was no doubt he was amazing but i i didn't see anything in anything that i read that would put him in the league of league that he's put at explain to me why is he revered like that i mean is it just a marketing thing n- n- when he first came into um notice of the people there was no such thing as marketing it really just happened and i this is my theory i don't uh, there's no proof of it but this is my theory there is a certain group of post colonial writers after independence um which would include include um ved mehta dom morais um kushman singh less so but somewhat because he lived in india so there's a difference but ved mehta dom morais uh, this one uh, naipaul to me these were people they were brown natives who were carrying on the 
colonial, post-colonial tradition of literally implementing the Macaulay idea, which is that we he was the brown man who will explain the dirty natives to the white man and show to him that I am a native, but I'm better than them. So I think starting with that premise, going into a, any country, and he started with India until he ran out of material in India, then he started going to other countries with the same sort of post-colonial view that I will report to the to the white man about the natives, on the natives. And All because at one natives. level he understood culturally the natives better than the white man. So he claimed, once, so hmm. he claimed. But the point is that he grew up um, in a place where when he writes about his childhood, for example, hmm. he's in a, in a lab, science lab, and he never forgot his Brahminical roots. Hmm. For him, those were very deeply ingrained. So when a beaker was being passed mouth to mouth in the science lab, he refused to ch touch it. Because in the Western world, there's no such word as juta. There's only equivalent as dirty, which could mean dirty. But the specific juta is non-existent because the Western world doesn't consider anything juta. Hmm. We do. So that ingrained complex of being a Brahmin, which in some sense superior, then he comes into India and gets really disgusted that why aren't you living up to my dreams? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you cleaning the way? And Dom Murray's did exactly the same thing. Ved Mehta less so with his daddy ji, mummy ji, chachi ji, all this nonsense. But it was always from that colonial so view. it was a creation of the Western hype that exactly. made and we bought into that. Exactly. Do so you think he's one of the finest writers ever? I do not. I okay. do not because I remember while reading him, I never kept a sentence for the beauty of it. Mm. Very often I'll read, say, Zadie Smith or um, Martin Amos or Ian uh, and uh, you keep a sentence, you highlight it because the sheer craft of it grabs you. Mm. I've never seen a se sentence that has grabbed me of Naipaul. It's always the content of this colored view which is reporting to the white man. Now, the biggest watershed moment for, for me personally in reading was reading Salman Rushdie's first book because he was the first one who Got didn't it. bother to explain yeah, at all. He, he stopped explaining. So if he's writing about the actress Rekha, he expects you to know. Yeah. Much like the Latin American writers, Chilean writers, all the Latin American writers wrote and they did not explain their culture at all to the white man. In, in fact, in Rashti's case, sorry, Ajay, you can come no, in no, after no, this, sure. but in Rashti's case, you know, my favorite book of his is not Minnachit, it's Shame. And if, unless you know Pakistani politics, you don't realize just how it's genius. It is literally genius. But he doesn't explain who's Benazir Bhutto, you know, who is uh, uh, exactly uh, uh, her father. But it is just amazing. I think so. Rashti's he brought that the writing in English from any level to comparable to any other English or American writer mm. because they don't explain their culture, say Philip Roth or um, uh, Kurt Vonnegut or any of those great writers, Norman Mailer, they don't explain the American culture to anyone. Why should we? Mm. You should just get it. And I think that's the key thing about... Uh, the younger lot. Now, see, for example, what happened at the Media Rumble this, uh, this stand-up comedy session that we had, what struck me from the older generation was that our generation 
of stand-up comedians always explained jokes. They would first introduce it. There'd be a beginning, middle, and a conclusion. And okay, did you get it or not? You know that with no respect for the audience's intelligence. This generation, their stand-up is so subtle and also sometimes they don't even finish the sentence mm. and the audience gets it and cracks up. Yeah. So there is a huge and that is the same level of what Salman Rushdie did at that to. time. Yeah. And this, I think, which is an important uh, cultural change in stand-up comedy in India, which shows that there's a maturity. And confidence. And confidence and con- confidence within ourselves. Right. That we, we respect ourselves. And the comedian respects you. The same with Rushdie, that he respected Indians. So that lack of respect is what shines in Naipaul. Yes. And lack of compassion. Mm. Because he was not born here, because Rishi is still very much Indian. At, exactly, you know. that's one serious thing. Because a displaced uh, Indian, his parents moved to uh, Trinidad. Trinidad, and being Indian but not being Trinidadian, but not being Indian, and then these stories that your in, uh, your ancestors tell you, your parents tell you about this glorious India. So then you go to glorious India, and oh, the glorious India doesn't measure up to water. People are shitting on the streets and this and that. So there are many things that can be done with empathy and compassion. You can report the same things. Like once Peter Jennings in the 70s was reporting floods in Bangladesh. I was struck that he stood out in his live coverage of reporting on the flood victims with such empathy, which normally you don't see from an American reporter. Hmm. That it was it like it could have happened to anyone in, of us in America or Canada. He was Canadian, so I think that is what Naipaul took pride in his lack of. I think that's the, the Brahmin and Nikhil hangover comes. Sorry, Jerry. No, I, you you know, I feel that it's so also long. wonderful that, you know, that we, we can call him out today. I feel like there were so many, especially women who went out and called him out for his, you know, racism and his sexism, which I don't know, would it, uh, this is a question, would it have been the same if he died 10 years ago? I, I feel like the same gushing, uh, you know, re, you know, obituaries would have come out, but I don't think that there's that... Uh, back, back. Not the backlash, but the pushback that he was not as great. Yeah, that he's not a great guy. I think think that there's been a certain amount of change as far as, you know, um, I mean, see, there are many people who find him a hero for his being a pro stylist and, you know, doing the reportage that he was doing at that time. I think think a lot of um, journalists and a lot of... uh, reporters have been influenced by him in a way. I think a certain vintage, for sure, of the kind of things that he did. I think he... um, in, um, the detailing in his writing was phenomenal. Right. No, but if you compare him to uh, other writers of the same genre, say Joan Didion, or even Hunter Thompson, who was absolutely wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's he's like comes up comes across like a broad plain. A plain broadsheet. Yeah, I haven't read either of the two. What did they write about? Joan Didion. My God, hmm. she was uh, along with. Um, this, this is a new new journalism. So, when new you know, journalism Tom, first started uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with Tom Wolfe Tom Wolf, and okay. um, Joan Didion. She wrote Hunter about... S, yes, Hunter S, And no. Hunter Thompson. Hunter Thompson reported for the Rolling Stone and he was yeah. insane. So, and he wrote very personal, personalized thing. Joan Didion then was a conservative woman, writer, whatever, and she hung around in uh, LA. to LA yeah. to report on the hippie phenomena, which this generation will never understand. Mm. Right. Okay, So it was like a cultural shift around the world. And she reported while experiencing it. And the same with Tom Wolfe. 
you know, and he reported on this, which would be so relevant to be read today because it applies to Indians, that he reported on a upper, upper middle class a party given in Upper East Side for the Black Panthers mm. by white liberal people. I think it was Leonard Bernstein and his wife. All right, so these Black Panthers march in with their fists mm-hmm. and everything. Complete dichotomy to the place they're in. So that kind of reporting, when you compare it, it's so exciting. I think that's what gave birth to the whole long-form journalism in exactly. a way. That, you know, this is the whole, you know, immerse yourself in the story. That's what Hunter S. Thompson did. He spent, what, two years, Traveling. three years with the, the Hells Angels, yeah. the outlawed mm. biker gang, and, you know, comes up with these, you know, immersed himself. And I, I always felt, though, reading Naipaul, that, you know, that there is some way, there's a, you know, there was a bit of a lazy writer in him. I I think that he was also, he had a great network of people who were doing his interviews for him. I felt like, you know, that he, yes, he could stitch it up, but I didn't think that he was like this guy who was completely throwing, throwing himself into the muck of India and just trying to, you know. I think he was the ultimate uh, masochist mm. in terms of his writing as well as his personal life. Manisha, so that he was um, almost proud that, yeah, I probably killed my, my wife mm. with my cruelty. I'm one of those people who couldn't finish an iPod book. So oh. I, p- I picked up House of Mr. Biswas. I, your, my respect for you has gone up this much. Wow. <laughs> but I also picked it up after like a haze of reading R.K. Narayan. I'd like over a year finished like guide, English teacher, Bachelor of Arts and everything. And I picked up House of Mr. Biswas and it j- he just, to me, that world wasn't just, couldn't match up to what R.K. Narayan had created. And in fact, R.K. Narayan was a huge influence for an iPod. He'd written about how magical he was and the influence he had had on him. But I read a lot on Naipaul. So I didn't, uh, maybe I should read some non-fiction by him because that's what people say is really I, I changed so. journalism. But when you read, uh, there's so many interesting pieces on Naipaul, including one written by one of his subjects uh, in the book uh, that, there was in Luck- that was uh, based on Lucknow. I think he had two Muslim characters. Right? So one of the characters wrote about meeting Naipaul and then you get such a picture of this self-absorbed, lazy in a way that you talk about so this subject at least says that I knew that Naipaul had decided what he wanted to write. I was only going to just fit in. He's just going to take parts of me that fit in his narrative. Mm. And you know how how un, how thankless he was. How like person with like zero empathy. He was. He, he went was around like he sounds person. like a no, terrible. All the people who he sounds kept like a sahib, him like India. a proper brown sahib who was just yeah, walking but around. Why did people invite him to so many conclaves and summits and and? Uh, literary conferences where he would just come and abuse people. He was so also, rude. I think one of the admirations also comes from the fact that I haven't read his nonfiction, but no, a lot of people say that no one could write so honestly without caring about their cliques. You know, he wrote, he trashed people, he wrote yeah, unsparingly, and he never cared about what people would think of him. Atish Tasir, so, I think, has that quality. So that I really like no, Atish Tasir. No, but you know, I think, I really I like think he did that too. Fiction. And Atish Tasir is a big fan. He, did, he wrote about the other because he considered himself an Englishman, all mm-hmm. right? So he didn't write about the English like that. That's but true. His clique was probably the English yes. and he catered to yeah. them. Yeah. Okay, quickly yeah. moving on to the other two, but I would just like to recommend two pieces on Naipaul since we are talking about him. Um, one is um, shit I'm so bad with names uh, it's by a, uh, my our wonderful producer Karthik will dig it out it's an old piece which was posted recently by someone it was written by a I think a, a someone who was a reporter for Illustrated Weekly who Khushwant Singh or maybe Pritish Nandi Pritish Nandi was ever the yes. uh, uh, Pritish Nandi had sent this journalist to receive Naipal and take him around because he was too busy 
So this guy was taking Naipaul around to meet people. He was working on a book. So he's written about his experiences with Naipaul that how he did not pay for a single thing. Yeah. He expected you to pay. And at that time, uh, Nina Gupta had just had a baby with Viv Richards. And he used the N-word that how could she have a baby with that N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you ever look at himself? That was... Uh, that, uh, I think uh, it is Nikhil, uh, Nikhil, right? This I don't know the name. I'm terrible with names. Nikhil Lakshman, I think. And the second piece is this Teju Kole. Teju Kole. That was good. Now, but also the Panjanas. Oh, where? Yeah, I didn't the see published. I saw it on Twitter. That's right. It's a good piece. Yeah, oh, she's okay. written a blog on it. Oh, and it's on her blog. Yeah, it's yeah. on her blog. It's a very good piece. Okay. Mother, you were mentioning that you met him. How yeah. how did that go? It went very badly because I tried very hard to avoid actually coming face to face with him. And he was questioning me about my life and this and that. I was totally unwilling. I was wearing a bindi deliberately. You didn't say that. <laughs> deliberately, I went there with a bindi. I wish I'd taken an extra one to stick on his head. So we could say that okay, he had an empty head. Okay, we must not speak ill of the dead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on. Since when have you started yeah, what hypocrisy. indulging in such niceties? I've suddenly become a very <laughs> empathetic young man. Now, um, let's move on to the Omar Khalid piece. Uh, you've done an interview with him uh, yeah. and you focused on the media angle like while the other yeah, interviews yeah, are just him yeah. you've focused on media projection how he views the media how the media changed his life you can check that video uh, interview out uh, by the time out. this hafta's yeah. up that'll be up too uh, Karthik will make sure of that but let me start with uh, you this time Jerry and then we can go to Manisha and then Madhu come in um, did you feel um, that the attack on some sections of the media post this was excessive. I mean, they will always be excessive. But by and large, do you see any connection between what happened to Omar Khalid and the media's demonization of him? I, I completely feel the media is responsible for what happened to him. We have demonized a person. We have, uh, you know, dehumanized him in the sense that, you know, I, at the end of the day, he's a, um, uh, he's a, you know, he's a college student for, you know, maybe into uh, politics, but um, he has political thoughts. But um, I've seen some, like, where I've stopped watching television news. It's been a very long time. And I've seen the way these clips show about the anchors talking to him as if he's a, he's a, he's a terrorist or a criminal. And, and you know, um, in these really vitiated, um, uh, you know, extremely ascendant times, people think of them as, as you know, as... Expendable. Exp- exactly. And, and the fact is that, look at the reaction that came out after the attack. People were justifying the fact that, you know, he should be, um, you know, he should have been killed. And this is what happens when you speak speak against India and this whole notion that he he was r- responsible for uh, saying tukre tukre ho jayenge, which, uh, which there is no record of it but pe- for people it, because of the media it, it is firmly established that he he wants he's you know he's he he's seditious and he wants to break this country and you know all these things and I, I thought that you know it's where else is this idea coming from and what is this tukre tukre gang which is how can media every be, third day that's the hashtag on one of the exactly. two Exactly. And, uh, how can you how can you allow that? Hmm. Uh, Manisha, your understanding. I of think the media is absolutely yeah. responsible. We don't know who's done it, but irrespective of whatever comes out out of Delhi Police's uh, uh, findings, you cannot. There, this is an absolute fact that the media has made his life really tough and 
has put him in grave threat because just look at how he's been portrayed right from the beginning the first time when he makes an appearance on arnab's show in 2016 arnab said you are more dangerous than a maoist terrorist says that you know you people like you you're so dangerous he's been accused of i mean on times now they've actually linked him to a plot to assassinate the prime minister this is the extent like you you have portrayed him as a te- you've said that he has links to jihadi networks in pakistan he's never been to pakistan he's made 800 calls to saudi arabia he's never done that so constantly you've either he's called a jihadi naxali day in and day out you've made him you've portrayed him like this sinister guy who's like like a gangster who has this some sort of a global terror network he organized an event in that event there were slogans chanted you can very clearly see in that video who's chanted the slogans those guys nothing has happened those guys have not been arrested but you just catch hold of this guy who organized it and how do you what were the headlines in some of the channels like z news after that event umar khalid the mastermind of jnu event not the organizer you know these subtle words that you used to sort of portray him as this and i think i mean it's premature to say that but and a lot of people have said that it's a hired gun who attacked him and all that but i really think the kind of atmosphere you lived in it's very normal for someone to watch this and say you know today i'll do something for my country i'm going to shoot amar khalid it is that sort of atmosphere that they've created on television madhu what is your take on this it's one? very difficult to um prove this you know there's no documentation of the direct connection but there are intangibles which are seriously important so if somebody says accuses like what uh, manisha has just said um i respect that but the response to that would be that how do you prove it because there is no proof is just our own understanding of having seen all this of uh, um, channels accusing him rather violently of uh, unsubstantiated um, activities and it's the same old argument that how much does how much does film or books or uh, news influence people and i think in context to this there is a report in mumbai mirror on how three people have gotten together to go after what they call anti national media mm. now that again is a reflection of what mm. manisha is talking about and one okay. more thing in the uh, the jnu case three people were charged with sedition kanaiya anirban umar khalid you have to make note of the fact that neither kanaiya nor anirban have suffered as much as umar has hmm. no one is saying kanaiya calls pakistan because that's not believable a hindu you know kumar yeah, boy is the not. fact that he's muslim and anirban so it is absolutely got to do with the fact that he's muslim it's easy to say that oh umar khalid will go to pakistan and he's definitely suffered for his identity and for his association with yeah you know i i mean just a couple of thoughts i had on this one is that we live in uh, such a post truth era that the way uh, and i'm not just talking about the insane media which is what i call the times z republic you know triangle that's that's the insane media um and i would personally like to spend as little time on them as possible we've spoken about them enough but that that's that uh, that's what i i really liked about chris lyde and he says i don't discuss trump on my show except rarely you can't just i mean there's a guy insane he just hogs up all the space which is what i think arnab has done so you know i want to stay away from that but what i uh, do want to point out is even the regular media they were so careful in saying that they are still investigating whether he was shot or not mm-hmm. you know um uh, rajdeep tweeted that you know india today is uh, has asked the police and police are saying we are going to confirm whether there was any shooting or i mean a shot went off in the middle of a road with 200 people yeah 
but because it was Omar, we're not sure. It, it's like imagine you know when Bayan Singh was blasted into smithereens by a bomb by the you know terrorist. If the media said we are checking whether terrorists are responsible or did his like petrol tank explode. You know, or we are checking that if there was any attempt at Rajiv Gandhi's life, we are seeing if it was a cracker that went off. But because it was him, there was enough evidence that yes, there was an attack. Journalists themselves, that idiot who tweeted that out without knowing that later said, oh, I wasn't there right. for the whole thing. You know, now, unless it is proved in the court of law, it is unjournalistic to say that there was an attempt on him. You don't know that. Dude, you don't tie the three. Were you there? Fuck, none of us were there for half the things that we report on. <laughs> Means we don't know. There's not enough evidence. But you know, this is at the center, it's heart of Delhi. This is like two days, or a few days before the uh, Independence Day. There's security. There is no way, you know, that you, there is no, they, everybody's there. It's, it's just, I don't see how how this sort of, it is definitely post-truth or pre-truth. I don't know what it is because recently I, I somebody very educated was saying that, you know, even if they are right, even if it has facts, I don't, I don't won't believe them. And I think here the police is responsible. I'll just, sorry, take a little time to exp- uh, tell you about this episode that happened just last week on MG Road only. The Delhi police is responsible for killing the credibility of police and information. When they say that we are checking whether any yeah. such thing happened, we will take him there to see what happened. That tweet was but, worded very carefully. But that Anshu Prakash was beaten up by AAP MLAs with Kejival watching. They know because Anshu Prakash said it. They don't mm-hmm. have to take him back and ask and we are checking. No, charge sheet is filed. But here when there were 100 people saw this happen, no, no, we are checking whether this actually happened or not. I was driving on MG Road last week and it was empty. It was the weekend. I was at 62. I was pulled over. The speed limit is 50. I was like, gotta be kidding me. It's sir, 50 yeah. And they had like, there were like eight cars parked over there. They were chalaning all these cars. Are there signs? So apparently there are, but you know how signage in India is maybe some guys. Well, the law says trees. that unless the sign is visible, uh, it doesn't apply. No, but I, so I, I told the guy, I said, on this road, really? 50 is the speed limit? I'm at 62. It's not like I'm pepping at 100. He thinks, sir, I know what मैंने कहा ये तो आप बहुत कर रहे हो लेकिन कावड़ियां ने तो जब कल मोतीबाग में मेरे सामने दे वर ब्लॉकिंग ट्रैफिक ये वो वहां तो आप झंड नहीं कर पाते एंड आई मीन आई आई विल एडमिट दैट मे बी आई वाज अनफेली यू नो आई मीन व्हाट अबाउट री नॉट व्हाट व्हाट डू यू से आई वाज आई वाज डिस आई आई मेक इट अ पॉइंट नॉट टू साउंड रिस्पेक्टफुल टुवर्ड्स कॉप्स ऑल्दो आई नो द पीपल आई एम टॉकिंग अबाउट रियली लो डाउन एंड देयर नॉट द दैट इडियोटिक कमिश्नर हु सैंग दैट सॉन्ग यू नो एट दैट कॉन्क्लेव about, uh, about that poem about <laughs> Arvind Kejriwal Aapka Ta Khon Khon I mean the most Tuchya <laughs> thing to do he was what was his name the commissioner as soon as Modi came the guy who went and he was given some other position uh, no no I, anyway Paul so uh, no. so basically um, he said ki aap bilkul theek hai na sir main kal andheria mode par duty pe tha kal raat ko ye 50 log aake pura andheria mode they started doing main akela kya kar leta मैं बस खड़ा देखता रहा उन्हें और आज यहाँ पर ड्यूटी लगी है दो घंटे हम करीब 50 चलान काटेंगे फिर चले जाएंगे फिर रात को कोई 120 की रोड यहाँ चला रहे कुछ नहीं होना कौन यू रियली इंटेलिजेंट या ही सेड मैं आपकी बात बिल्कुल मानता हूँ हमने ही अपनी बेजती कराई है पुलिस ने 
मैं आपको these channels really think Any about what they've done facts on what gun it was with one of those home homemade well i know uh, on the side it said made in india apparently it, yeah it's made in india but it's not uh, it's cut not a, or yeah, anything it's, not a it's a proper gun so um anyway on that note i will also just say that there was uh, the last time this one spoke about lutian's journalist on his daft as hell debate he was using the same kind of terms about how dangerous they are to Final india latians debate uh, yeah. this one uh, yeah. so uh, his that whole he and hate to say i told you so i had suggested that radio rwanda report i think almost a year a year and a half ago on hafta actually you were the first one to make that so, you can say yes, i was the first I, I one to write about that. it <laughs> i was super exclusive i was <laughs> the first one to write and you suggested on the hafta now i see a lot of people quoting it but uh, that the, the telltale signs were there for 2 years ago so even those jackasses at that time who were saying no no this is a very good uh, channel and they're doing a good job well this is what is going to come to anyway i mean i would just like you have to explain a little bit more you're you're talking with the presumption that everyone knows what you're talking about i had actually suggested this report uh, which was prepared uh, by i think it was a bunch of researchers at harvard or uh, some university had made it as part of their paper on how Uh, in the Hutu and Tutsi, you know, uh, well, massacre in in uh, Rwanda, how radio played such an active role in dehumanizing the other, and actually was complicit in the entire uh, massacre that happened, uh, and how it was used, the words that were used, and I had made the comparison that the words that are insane media uses are exactly the same, and even our politicians are picking up on exactly those words. and um well and 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 now in fact uh, now apparently there are some sections of uh, the rwandan society who are saying that those people also should be tried the people who are running those radio channels as criminals who are complicit i mean i don't know how far that will get but yeah so that is the report that i had recommended about a year we'll and a half or two years ago we'll link the article below the podcast we'll um which which is why i want to add like can i feel that you know where where do you where where do news channels stop because earlier there was some decency some decorum some idea of what not to say but i mean who's to say that three months or four months down the line or maybe next year um they actually push the you know this too and they start calling out people as enemies of the state or they just you know, they already do that i mean that. they do that right but i mean it's you know as long as it happens to certain people and then they start doing it to more and more people or they start doing it to communities i where how how do you keep a check on they, they've it's happened it's happening on twitter yeah. it's happening on on news channels uh the only place is not right, happening is actually in print i mean uh, you know that's and a- all these channels were quiet after his this assassination news came out neither republic nor times now nor z news otherwise he's constant fodder in your prime time sure but on this channel they did nothing and then nothing complete silence so uh, they actually should have been a debate on republic and time hashtag Hmm. People actually said they should was run there? it saying Times Now Impact. Yeah, <laughs> journalists. Yeah, yeah, that was the joke. Umar Khalid assassinated Times Now Impact. No, but that's a good question, uh, Jerry, that you asked about. You know, because I I am not of the view, no matter how hateful some of the commentary is, that it should be cracked down upon. 
Uh, similarly, you know, I think there's this Pondicherry Lit Fest that is right. uh, scheduled, <laughs> and uh, I mean, whatever literature. Which the audience, Francis, is raised their hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said we are not we are doing not this. <laughs> what? The audience Francais, which was supposed to be pronounced correctly. Alliance Francaise. <laughs> so the <laughs> basically uh, the Indian branch or the Pondi branch was the uh, one of the whatever partners organizations for that lit fest, and because it's organized by the JNU professor Paranjpa, no, now he's become something big, na. Um, I forget, but Mark he's Vivek Ignoti. Mark Kandev, yeah, he's Mark become Kandip, so. Yeah. So yeah, he's a, a bit uh, unhinged, I find. Uh, but uh, he's organized it, and the Alliance <laughs> has said that the main body that we don't have anything to do with this. Now there's some political uh, leaders who are sitting saying that this shouldn't be not be allowed here. Now that is, I think, wrong. What should not be allowed? This lit fest because it will promote right wing ideology by whatever ideology. Secretarian they, kind yeah, of yeah. They, if, even if it's secretarian, even if they Sorry, secretarian is sectarian. <laughs> Even if it is hateful, they should be allowed to preach it. I think. I don't think anyone should appeal to the government to crack down on it. I think that is plain wrong. Uh, no matter how hateful something is. But Jerry, coming to the question you were asking, that this kind of stuff that can lead to violence. You know, it's thrown up a, a debate even in the US after this. In fact, uh, the link is below. Check out this Rolling Stone article: Anatomy of a Fake News Scandal. So I don't know how many of you follow that story about Pizzagate, where a whole bunch of fake news websites, uh, and even you know some slimy kind of endorsement of it by big political leaders, they claim that Hillary Clinton is running some sex racket. She's running this, a brothel in this pizza in this shop. Pizzas, and it was called uh, pizza the pizza store, store was called uh, some. So some guy jingle. believes it, and he goes and, and goes and on a rampage. Now um, in US, you know it is. You know, the First Amendment freedom of speech is absolute, and no one sticks to it anywhere in the world like they do. Yeah. Even there, it threw up the question that to what extent are the people who actually pushed this theory and pushed this responsible for that guy going on doing the shooting? So you know, I think this debate is going to come up. I think that's a valid question, and I think for for a free speech absolutist like me, it's going to be a time to literally think about you know how far is too far because while in the US they're saying there unless there is an immediate call to violence or an immediate instruction to carry out some damage free speech is covered no, but i think what it what is required now is to have a quick response on these things that when there is fake news and that's happened in india also we've seen it repeatedly when fake news is uh, rumored on whatsapp it's, it's spent, spread all over uh, i think the response should be very quick in debunking it whether it's by authorities or by other journalists or whatever that is never ever that is today's reality that it is our responsibility to debunk it but suppose it's not fake news but you know it's, uh, there's fake news and then there is incitement of hate and, exactly. uh, and uh, you know They're targeting different. certain people and, and a community which is so blatant look at the hashtags themselves that they are mm. floating you know muslims and hindus again musliman bana pakistan whatever that exactly. was exactly this is mm. i mean if this is not uh, a call to you know arms and violence then what is you know i think that uh, at least if i was in umar khalid's place if you're affecting my life and limb like if you're literally posing a threat to my life because of what you're saying civil defamation is totally i think that more and more people should take up news channels and sue them civil not criminal i'm not for criminal defamation no, no, i don't think this through because, because i think it's a slippery slope because once but you in the go us down, they are pretty strong with their yeah, civil but, defamation but right? in this case in the in the hillary uh, in hmm. pizza gate case they they have not been able to I mean, none of those people who reported that news or you know made claims or kind of pushed ridiculous theories 
uh, have been tried or can be tried by their law as immediate incitement to violence. Hmm. They said that okay, we said this or we said this may be true. We didn't say go kill her or yeah, go yeah, shoot true. people there. So similarly, you know, I'm not sure because, I mean, you know, on the other side, someone may get provoked by something very benign. You know, that's that's very. But what is my? But here's the thing. But aren't I mean? I suppose news was supposed to be less judgmental than it is. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the fact is that here you're like decreeing judgments upon people, and and you've made up your mind, and and there is no question of even probing or you know, you know, even doing something like doing justice to the story. Um, when you switch on those channels, they've already. Uh, decided what the person who the enemy is who's going to be charged with what and they're shouting but the fact is that it creates I mean I feel at certain level it's it's gone overboard in the sense that newspapers don't do it and websites are also not that strong you know that they, they're not seeing no because it's not as effective as the, the television medium video is the most effective I think medium hate that. speech incitement okay that's it's tough to like you said quantify but if you're going to call me a terrorist I I do think people should increasingly reach out to the courts and file cases and say that you can't just randomly start branding people as Naxalese sure. terrorists with no... That do you, Professor, Urban front page Times of India, this thing, uh, you know, put out a story saying that she's uh, accused of whatever Naxal links. Najib, front page stories mm. on how he has ISIS links. Doesn't have any ISIS links. So right. if you're fabricating stuff about me, taking my name, saying I'm linked to ISIS, you better have proof. Right. Those things have to be, I think, because the press council is not working, editors guild is not working. I think you have to take yeah, a legal course. Things like press council, editors guild, these are all stepping stones for people to get access to people. I, I really don't see. I don't think yeah. they are there for any purpose to serve journalists. Okay, uh, there are two letters by Prakash Ayer. One is for last week's hafta, and one is for week before last hafta. So one is two forty words, and the other is three fifty five words. So Prakash, that is a total of two fifty plus three fifty five, five hundred and seventy five. No, five hundred and ninety five words. So I will kind of paraphrase your letters. Uh, the first one is hi NL team, been a subscriber for three and a half years now. Love your work. The discussion on NRC, that is National Registry for Citizens, had too much of a repeat of whatever people with no skin in the game often have to say about such things. Be it how counterterrorism works or police works. Now I'll just. Uh, paraphrase the rest of his uh, letter he says that uh, you know journalists who have no skin in the game discuss this and give an analysis and typically are bleeding heart liberals at how this is wrong but how have other countries dealt with this the fact that it is a real problem the demographics are changing in your locality how would you react to demographic change in your locality and if this is wrong and he says granted it's you know wrong at many levels the way it's being treated politicians are treating it what should be done no one comes up with a solution you just come up with this is wrong, this is wrong, and I agree that entire veto habit that uh, you know a lot of analysts have. No, this doesn't work, that doesn't work. You can be, you'll be taken more seriously to figure out if something does work. Um, so Prakash, one is both our pa- panelists on that, other than me and Manisha, have skin in the game. Hmm. Um, Anish, who's our uh, head of design, lives in Assam, and he didn't think it was wrong the NRC, but he definitely thought it was wrong on how they were going about it. And Samrat, who is a Bengali has skin in the game, though not the skin you would expect because he is Bengali and he is an affected party. So um, so I, I just like to call you out on that, that you're wrong, that our panel didn't have skin in the game. Both our panelists have skin in the game. And the second thing is, I think I made it pretty clear what I think is wrong. Yes, do this registry. You've come up with this one line, quote, no doubt parties are playing politics, no surprise there, unquote. Um, you know, that's a crock. That's, that, that's basically... 
you're missing the point. The point is that if the party had done exactly what they're doing, the NRC, without making it a political issue, there wouldn't be a problem. The fact is they're not doing this to solve any problem of demographic change. It is a dog whistle. So that one line which you have conveniently kind of just glossed over everything. So here's the specific I'm saying. Go ahead and do this. Don't make any announcements like Amit Shah and the other, you know, motor mouths make that they will be deported and India's for Indians only. Go ahead, do exactly what you're doing. Get shut the fuck up about it. How's that? Is is that a solution for you? I just have, I think I'd suggest two pieces to him. One from the Indian Express on... Uh, you know, this viral picture from last year where there's a bunch oh, of boys stunning. and a school teacher saluting the national flag in flood, submerged in, in flood water. One of the boys from that picture is not in NRC. And I'd suggest another piece on news laundry on how transgenders who often don't have any contact with their biological parents have been completely excluded from the NRC process simply because they can't prove their lineage. They they move to different families or they leave their family very early on and they can't provide links. So uh, those two will give you a good perspective on why this is problematic. But I also think that this expectation of journalists like come up with solutions, why? Like I'm not here to advise the government on what to do. I think what a lot of journalists like Samrat are trying to do is point out and saying that this is flawed, this is why it's wrong, which is what the job of a journalist is. He does, He's not obliged to tell the government, advise the government on what should be done. So, I mean, that expectation is also from, uh, policymakers are there to decide all this. Journalists are supposed to be pointing out. Jay, you have some interest for that. Um, uh, absolutely. I feel like there's, there's been a, there's been sharp reactions from uh, over NRC and you know I feel that um, a lot of journalists too um, especially those who come from Assam are, have these very strong views especially uh, people who have gone um, and written about it they, they, you know that there seems to be this us and them and you don't understand our uh, you know issues and you, you, you don't know how to read us I, I find that you know that I think everyone's going to, every reporter is going to do, see and report what he sees, you know. And I, I feel like this, um, you know, you're right, absolutely. It's what happens with it, you know, like this is the kind of Amit Shah kind of statements where you've already othered them, you already said Bangladesh, you know, it's... 40 million, not only, you've said 40 million people exactly. are not Exactly, so you know, you've already processed your system, you've already If you've already declared them illegal, then what's, it's, you know, where is this allowed? And then look at the people, they rally about these things, you know, and it's a completely... So then they've called for it in Delhi, the Delhi BJP. Exactly. But uh, Prakash, you know, we've had a bunch of very interesting and fun exchanges on Twitter. So I'm assuming you're the same Prakash here. Uh, but another thing I'm saying, you know, that sense is that politicians will play politics. So that's fine. No, it's not fine. And we are not politicians. And like uh, Manisha pointed out, that unless you've got the shit figured out, don't announce it with such pomp and show. And if you think that's okay, then why don't you go ahead and consume medicines before they've been approved by, you know, the council which is supposed to, you know, if there's anything wrong with it, you might die, but I mm. mean, nothing is perfect. If those things apply to things that impact, impact us As immediately, yeah. why not the people who are impacted there? I mean, uh, so I, I do think um, this basic line that politicians will play politics, so it's fine. I don't think that line should be used in any conversation unless you're a politician. If you're not a politician, that is not an expectation that we should allow them to get away with. And the second uh, me email about Prakash is, Hi, NL team, subscribe for three plus years, love your work. In Hafta 152, argument over freedom of expression under Modi and Nehru referring descended into a level where it wasn't really discussion. Vardhan was asked if there were four editors who were fired during the Congress time. Wasn't Arun Shori pushed out of the Indian Express? Uh, uh, again, little detail. The question to him was, tell me four editors who were fired during the UPA time. The ten, the 10 years of Manmohan. 
it wasn't during the 70 years of congress um so a that is uh, incorrect your the, your question that you're quoting that wasn't the question and why i asked in the 10 years was because you cannot compare 1957 and 1950 india to 202018 in india and then he says that madhu didn't mention you know the emergency i think you did mention the emergency madhu during that discussion and then uh, prakash goes on to say the i quote the way some left leaning journals covered congress maybe that chamchagiri was not aesthetically unpleasant whereas goswami does seem crass could that be the reason unquote that people are uh, you know against it again i quote to the side that feels that nehru government is stupid what about it i want to ask could the difference be just due to the case of large numbers earlier we didn't have as many tv channels or 24/7 media so for it is getting fired would be pretty much end news industry back then now it's not so unquote um so yeah i uh, you know anand isn't here vardhan he'll be there next week so you you know he can answer and then to vardhan he says that in the case of people who defend the nda you keep saying nehru did this but if you are saying that they are doing the same thing that that means you're okay with no nothing getting fixed that's not a defense to nda stupidity is not that nehru also did it hmm. so kind of he's kind of prakash has called it both sides so i do agree that with the ndtv times now bit though it is true that one of the i mean ndtv's reportage was very problematic back in the ups times and radia was testimony to how i mean they, the fact that they let barkha be with them and i think there's a very nice piece hartosh has written on this actually that hmm. the path away from arnab goswami should not lead us back to barkhadat and i do agree i do agree those, those were problems and uh, that b- uh, the first big blow to media credibility did come because of the radia scandal and because of what ndtv stood for back then right okay so before uh, i'll read the other two mails do you want to say anything on that you were there last week so we discussed the nrc but that that's okay right no i mean i mean i feel that you know again it's i, I think every good time is a good time to talk about uh, media ethics you know it is not a you know of course that i i do feel that there is a certain there's way more pressure today uh, but you know i what completely fascinates me is this conversation about nehru every time it seems like that uh, the previous prime minister of india was nehru and not <laughs> anybody <laughs> else you know and it just seems that we nehru nehru you know everything abhi you know when ravish had gone to uh, dadri right after it, uh, the lynching had happened mm. and he spoke to the young people there and he said aapko kya lag raha hai kaisa lag raha hai and he written it in his really nice column he said ki wo sir nehru ki wajah se yahan pe bahut problems ho chuke to this nehru kahan se aa gaya fir se you know and then this whole nehru, i i find that really you know yeah, i think it's, I think it's kind of ridiculous okay now uh, if we could quickly come to um, modi's speech um Madhu, you want to go first? Did you hear the full speech? What do you think about it? Um, there is, I think, Anand Vardhan has written a piece on the speech mm-hmm. on News Laundry. Yeah. You can check that out. Uh, and Anand's analysis is that it was uh, an election speech, but an effective election speech. Mm-hmm. Have I kind of? Yeah, and he said that his past two speeches had been very bureaucratic, but 2014 speech is what you can compare his speech with, where he's not speaking about specifics, but speaking about his broader mission for India, starting a dialogue with the citizenry. Hmm. Did you hear that it, Madam? I think what one is seeing from the reaction to the speech is that there is a, a slight disillusionment. Mm. Um, people who were really excited when his from his first Red Fort speech is now uh, there is a response which is not that enthusiastic. It's quite critical. Um, there's a lot of sameness to it, claiming that three lakh lives. children's lives have been saved because or will be saved because of sanitation is really difficult to pinpoint that 
fig- figures taken out of the air will uh, are true. So I think he's stepping into areas which are in today's climate. He should be aware that fact checks are yeah. are what a lot of journalists will be doing, and he makes claims like that. It's a little, I think, problematic. I do. I I think there's a definite shift mm. that f- in the response. So I I'm not critiquing the press. I mean I'm not critique, critiquing the the speech itself, but I'm I'm looking at the response of what happened. Uh, of right. what of his speech was it's, it was like there's too much of sameness to it and okay. he ignored demonetization that's a big uh, that which a lot of people a, pointed out it's a tactical thing now he knows he can't like make yeah, that sound good because he anymore. said pe latka dena if it doesn't mujhe din do, which, uh, uh, so when demonetization was, by ignoring it makes a statement hmm. that he doesn't really believe that people will believe it was a success right that huh no i i completely agree with madhu i think this is absolutely you know it was a very boring and the same kind of thing playing it safe at the same time you know he is known to use every opportunity to use it as an electoral sort of a pitch but there is a certain i mean this this sting out you know i mean there's not it's not like his effective really sharp really really poignant stuff that he does and the fact that you know i mean my own uh, you know organized like last organization india today which had this uh, round table with uh, you know editors and fact checkers it just goes to show that the that the there is no trust in it, what he's going to say if hmm. if you need fact checkers to uh, see what fact the fact check the prime minister speech exactly then you know that he's a liar i mean let's not deny it then you know that he 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 inflates and uh, you know uh, suggests figures that are not true yeah what does mm. that say about him in fact um india facts has done two pieces but the kind of projections that he made that had electrification happened at the rate that upa was doing it in 2013 had building toilets happened at the rate it would take another decade they've said no that's not correct so they've given the correct figures but right. yeah, as usual he gave wrong figures manisha you have something I to say on this speech that, um, i would judge it more by what it was silent on again like this prime minister just doesn't want to go out of his way to ensure that his government is for really sabka saath sabka vikas you've had ministers garland lynchers you've had again incidents of lynching you continuously have your ministers talking ill about muslims about you know how if you leave pakistan i mean you have to go to pakistan if you want to eat cows and stuff like that why can't he just address this like why can't you just say that i don't stand for this i don't i i'm with minorities my government is for everyone he never wants to specify that though he did it for women triple talaq and all yeah, that yeah but so, the, the, that is again it's a period of the base yeah. it's a because yeah. if he says that he'll be distancing the base and you, yeah. linking to his base I, yeah. I find it you know really ironic that you know we've at, at the end of his term um, you know this term we've come to the same problem that we had with manmohan singh in a way uh, well well manmohan the same silence thing you know where you're not talking about the issues that are really concerning us well manmohan was not regardless so he didn't he, he didn't talk too much he didn't you know um, but here's a person who does address the media and he talk i mean he doesn't do uh, you know uh, interviews and stuff he does his speeches and he gives these pamphlets to journalists to do interviews which they take interviews from but at the same time we don't know what is on his mind he doesn't talk about the issues that really people want to know about yeah and that's also again because one important thing was he announced that women uh, officers who come from the short services will be given long commission that was disputed mm. because they already and had they've it. already yeah. had it this is something that your speechwriter should be should have checked but this is not the first time he's done this yeah so why, why he has, would you he has made why would he has some really like bad speechwriters because wo khali pulao mein bana ke kya kya likh lete hain and now you know you will be fact checked so like madhu said why would i want that story whenever it happens along 
long form story on his speech writer you know i think that will be again i do, don't <coughs> think it's speech writers i think it is modi because let's be clear at that level when you're prime minister of a country like india especially like modi no one is doing anything and like you know i have a lot of friends and even you know some people write for us who whenever something goes wrong or you know these bureaucrats are like this they are leading up the garden path no dude mm-hmm. when you have someone like modi there no one's leading up the garden path because you're shit scared of what the guy will do to you so no speech writer is they know what he wants and they're giving him that and it's not the first time he has renamed a scheme and claimed it he has done that in the past you know across several schemes uh, and he's just following that trend but i think my favorite bit for independence day was this was the first time dd news covered bjp headquarters yeah. flag hoisting ceremony you never do cover it. party <laughs> and what it did was we need to do an interview and with the guy is he there still has his job no that was a guest by the way so uh, for those of you who don't okay. know the video has gone viral on on social media yeah. amit shah the president of the bharatiya janata party was unfurling the flag on independence day like happens you know everywhere in colonies schools colleges and organizations and while he was doing that uh he pulled it a little too hard like i think a nada and the whole thing only came down the flag instead of unfurling it fell to the ground and he continued to pull the nada and then it went back up and then he quickly gave it to the guy in the uniform like bhai tu pakad mujhse to sambhal nahi raha so um and at that time the person who was sitting in the studio of the doordarshan said disaster <laughs> so they what? said ki is ki quiet voice i mean it's like uh. he was so funny i want to didn't you know he's no but the, like... it was a guest so no, it was a panelist no, no, no. Was a panel? also usually if you're showing live footage then the audio of the footage is on for this on the screen no no oh. but they were saying that the time the footage is on uh-huh. but they're saying or ab karte hue you know that whole that commentary was happening to so when they did the silence and then when the whole nada episode happened it went as then long, they didn't know what to say as long as they didn't say constitution ke sath jo kiya hai so anyway so no one's uh, job is going to go except maybe the guy who was in charge of the fader uh, which is a sound uh, engineer in our case it's anil so in case disaster disaster or disaster ho gaya was really funny but uh, coming to the speech i thought um, it was a modi speech but the thing is just like kumar gaurav seemed very cute and love story and by now he was saying to just leave the same things happened to modi uh, or even who are the one hit wonders of vivek agnihotri when he came in his first film right. and people thought he was nice looking and all that and after the 10th film this look go away so i think that's happened no sorry who was atul agnihotri my bad So I think the same thing is oh Bhagishri you think Vivek Agnihotri is good looking <laughs> no I no no I, I Agnihotri na sorry I'm not good then okay let's say Bhagishri so Bhagishri maine pyar kiya everybody has said so cute how adorable I want to be a friend also and Kabutar and Tommy and we'll do all that whole thing and um you know but by the fifth film people were saying okay enough that cute see thing doesn't work Modi's speeches and I have friends and family and people who used to be really energized by his speeches like madhu said the same people when they heard the speech they were like dude shut up already they were like done so yeah uh, but i think he's smart enough to also gauge that mm-hmm. and my guess is that he uh, he will adjust mo madhu you're right he's very smart because if you noticed his entire pitch from i can do this i can do that mm-hmm. of look into the future of what i can do mm-hmm. every reference point of his is 2013 in fact we should do a word cloud how many times he used 2013 in yesterday's speech 2013 mein aise hota tha ab aise hota hai now he's not saying that i can take you to the moon now he's saying i'm not as bad as them his entire pitch has changed 
That is interesting. Yeah. So uh, the uh, in fact the, the, we should do one or how many times twenty thirteen was used in his speech. And also we should find the guy who did. Disaster. Disaster. Yeah. Who's going to get the money? Madhu, what do you know? Where do you get it? You know, in hospital or in elsewhere. The Twitter thing was filled with morning walk yeah, jokes. Like, <laughs> Let's not go on a morning walk. But you we'll know, here's the thing. Now, now, here's the thing where we're talking about journalists and you know editors being uh, fired and you know those things. And you know we've reached a stage. We're, we're making these really makeup. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's true. Hospital में ना पड़े ये क्यों? I mean, why are we saying this? You know, I mean, mm, this is also you know, it's still here, you know. Before we move on from the prime minister, you know, prime minister made a speech. Uh, Manisha, it was where was the speech? It was on whatever. Uh, Vigyan Bhavan. Vigyan Bhavan, and what was the day? Some biofuel day or something. Mm. And um, I'll just <laughs> tell you, uh, Karthik will insert what exactly he said here. सी छोटे से नगर में नाले के पास कोई चाय का ठेला लेकर के खड़ा रहता था और चाय बना करके बेचता था और वहीं पर उनके नाली गंदी नाली जलती थी अब इसके दिमाग में कोई विचार आया उसने उस नाली में स्वाभाविक ये गंदी नाली होती वहां गैस भी निकलता है तो कभी दुर्गंध आती थी उसने एक छोटी सी बर्तन को उल्टा करके उसमें छेद करके एक पाइप डाल दी और जो गटर से गैस निकलता था वो पाइप से उसके अपने चाय के ठेले में ले लिया और वो चाय बनाने के लिए उसी गैस का उपयोग कर करके चाय बनाता था सिंपल सी टेक्नोलॉजी सो बेसिकली इन एसेंस ऑफ द प्राइम मिनिस्टर ड्रेन यू पुट अल अपसाइड डाउन टेक अ पाइप लाइट इट एंड यू कैन मेक चाय ही स्टॉक ऑन मीथेन गैस मीथेन इज वॉट इज गिवन ऑफ वेन ऑर्गेनिक डी के हैपन्स सो सम फैक्ट चेकर्स लाइक टाइम्स नाउ एंड ऑल्सो इंडिया फैक्ट चेक टीम हैज फैक्ट चेक that what the prime minister was saying wasn't wrong it's possible of course india today fact checker has put a line saying it can't be done the way he said it but the headline is that it's possible and of course times us now you know the thing is i just like to inform all the listeners and if you can just tell us people you know sure it's possible just like it's possible to isolate hydrogen from water and make it combustible that doesn't mean ki wahan pani ka glass yahan pada hai main yahan se pipe laga ke jala dun aur main pani se aag jala raha hu you know uh, i mean uh, just to give you an idea thermochemical process i quote some thermal processes use the energy in various resources such as natural gas coal or biomass to release hydrogen from their molecular structure in other processes heat in combination with closed chemical cylinders produces hydrogen from feedstocks such as water unquote so hydrogen can also be extracted from water and used to burn does not mean ki aap pani ubal ke uske upar pipe laga ke gas jala sakte ho Which is what the prime minister had said. Or दूसरा tractor के tire में methane gas. एक तो अगर आप की दो गायें हैं and you have a family who is producing कचरा and उससे you can take out enough methane to fill a tractor. Either your cows are shitting more than any cow in the world. I think cows are shitting a lot more in this. Uh, Or your family is shitting so much. <laughs> Or all the bullshit that's coming from the dispensation is coming straight into your house. And and then to fill a truck. a uh, 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 tractor tire with air the pump you will need the high energy pump instead of spending money on that pump just get a gas cylinder man it will cost you 1/10 the price so what the prime minister said and let's call it unequivocally katana was nonsense of the highest order so no it cannot be done is it possible yes it's possible just like it's possible that i could break usain bolt's record 
who's to say I can't? But the likelihood of it happening is close to go to hell, Abhinandan. No chance. But you, you know, the thing is that he said okay. I think you know, at the end of the day, economy also has done this. You know, pipe put a pipe in the middle of <laughs> but you know, but you know, here's the thing about Isme. Do, do we need fact check for this? I mean, I'm just saying that you know, of course, no, you, because it's, a lot of people believe it. Yeah, you know, a lot of pe- people now believe that this is they the best will, thing they, that has they, happened they to us. They will believe it. I think the majority of the people will consider anyone who's bringing up science, uh, which I think you have done, Abhinandan. I will tell you that you have this biggest problem is that you have no faith in science. आपको फेथ होनी चाहिए फेथ नहीं है I don't have faith in anyone, not even in myself. So today's you cannot have faith. You must check, check, check. Song is going to be dedicated check. to Madhu. Today's Hafta song will be dedicated to you. Gosh, what Since is that? You've spoken. It's rather predictable, but you wait till the end. I'll quickly read out another mail. This is by Rohit Vishal Pandey. Four hundred seventy-six words. Rohit, I won't read your full mail. I'll paraphrase and give the essence. Hello, little team. First of all, I would like to give you a hearty congratulations to all of you for pulling off such an event in the most grandiose manner possible. I was there for the last media rumble, and this one, uh, last one, was also a grand success. However, one transformational change in this season was the convergence of young talent, talented minds, most evident from the quality of questions. I would restrict my eulogy here and come straight to the point. When I met you the second day, okay, now I'm going to paraphrase. Uh, Vishal actually met me the second day and I couldn't spend more time with you Vishal I'm sorry I would have loved to but you saw how I was spit chasing my own tail going from one auditorium to the other he says that uh, basically we can do a lot of stuff um, which is research based typically the news laundry subscriber base is a highly educated subscriber base we've said this before you know you get letters from phd's and post doctorates and all sorts of people who are really at the top of their game so and he says research is an important aspect of any news story so if we can use all the resources and subscribers of news laundry as volunteers to do research you know we could have a really good thing going so i agree with you completely uh, rohit actually we have already got a database going which i believe chitranshu and uh, ayush are preparing of uh, you know area experts other than research also to do stuff but you know the one thing i've realized is unless you are constantly on this you have one person who's constantly organizing all the people all the collective um, you know brains that can get together and organize them um it's not very productive like we we've started our science desk we'd hoped we'd get a piece a week but we got a really good piece in fact last week but that's the first one to come after maybe a month and a half or two so uh, we have to have a team of at least two or three people who can organize all of you people like you who want to research for us and thank you so much for your support thank you for your subscription um but what you have uh, uh, you know suggested is something we are already working on we're just trying to figure out how to make it most efficient and effective thank you for coming to the media rumble hope you enjoyed it be back next year spread the word tell others to subscribe mufat khor is listening to this outside the paywall subscribe be useful in this lifetime okay and um, yeah uh, now uh, if you could just move to the kerala flood i think and here is where you know a lot of us trash social media and stuff i i haven't watched television in the last 3 4 days other than some stupid prime time debate so they're debating about everything other than the flood the kind of coverage and the um you know support that one sees on social media is phenomenal i mean 
and that is what where i think social media really scores in times like this you see that there is enough you know people who use stuff for a good reason of course there the odd hindu samrat type twitter handles who said this is a punishment for too many christians and muslims in oh kerala right um hey. but really? yeah yeah you it's been posted by a few of them and other journalists have picked up and said this is welcome to new india but it is a flood like one hasn't seen forever do you think um a one should expect more from the center and i i don't want to make this political but 100 crores rajnath singh has announced where is saying the damage is upwards of 3000 crores may even touch 4000 crores a lot of um malayalis who earn well it you know there a lot of overseas a lot of communities have come up who are sending money back home what i find like in the coverage is this approach it's a new approach and i think other areas can learn from it that how the community gets together uh, of course one saw that video of that cop carrying that child yeah. which is really nice yeah uh, and his name uh, ironically is kanhaiya kumar because when i saw the headline kanhaiya kumar rescues child i said like why is kanhaiya kumar rescuing children and then i saw that this thing but uh, your view madhu on the co- coverage and social media's power b- really being this to to kind of harness humanity in people i think not enough focus has been um, made by the media on the cause of it i think the guy who asked for the bansura dam uh, to be opened uh, should be arrested should be charged sheeted the he can't get away with saying we are fully prepared to meet any eventuality that's a lot of bull um it's just too serious a, a case to just put it off as a bureaucratic mistake it's too huge and that responsibility should he should be accountable for it and how and who did this why why open up three gates without any warning at 3 am it's just beyond any imagination how anyone could be that stupid and careless sure but um uh, manisha uh, and um, jerry you think this kind of a disaster will make our reporting on the environment because while this is a short term you know as opposed to reporting quarterly profits on the stock market there's a difference in reporting on the economy that's a long term approach stuff like this is and i have read uh, an article of course that's not linking what's happening in india but what's happening in the philippines even as we speak even there there's a huge flooding in europe floods heat wave heat like this the wildfires in the yeah. us so now more and more uh, mainstream news organizations are treating climate change as a serious beat uh, look at the extent of it you see the images in of kerala in kochi for example i mean kochi is a beautiful city yeah and you're seeing water covering uh, reaching the first floor meaning the ground floor is completely so you have to say 6 to 8 feet uh, water people have taken their belongings and tied them to the ceiling with the hope with the hope of saving them put them on a charpai and tied the charpai to the ceiling extremely innovative in trying to in in survival but i don't see any images of uh, rescues on rafts which we saw in kashmir i don't see any of the stuff that we saw in from helicopters and and planes or airdrops for food and and the rest of the things it just seems to be like people are on their own and is this because it's south india is it because it's kerala that there's this sort of lack yeah, of support I don't, i don't know this time there should have been a precedent made uh, in fact you know of you know the 15th august coverage and 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 the stuff that happened i think i think that the uh, the, the flood should have taken 
been shown more prominently. And I think I Modi should have spoken about it yeah, in his exactly. speech. Exactly. You know, and, and the fact is that you know the prime minister does make a speech, but then sometimes there are, there's a there's a massive disaster like the floods where you know that 73 people dead 73 yeah, people dead it's not you know we sometimes it's I mean of course as they say that you know human lives are too easy you know just too easy here uh, expendable uh, but at the, at the end of the day you know this is you know all efforts should have been there to highlight you know we're busy covering this uh, speech while everyone you know our focuses should be yeah yesterday was all about the speech yeah hmm. but I don't think this will lead to climate reporting on climate change we just hmm. report on the weather we exactly. Okay. And, and you know it's just a every and it's a standard thing it's a standard template in all television shows there's always a rain ke time extreme like pani pagal ho gaya like ABP ad sardiyon ke time also you have like kadake ki thand pad gayi ya garmi mein bhi itte log mar gaye it's a cyclical thing we do every season but we don't do climate change stories I, think I don't think that will happen this is a subject that can be uh, addressed in the media rumble hmm. like uh, we had Amy Kamzin telling us how uh, health reporting is not good in India you and how it should be done. Do one on I think change. one on uh, climate change and, for example, Delhi, which we're personally experiencing. Twenty years ago, there were the Rajasthan luatiti, garam hawa, laden with sand, and your face would get covered. Every book, everything in your house would get covered. Lu has disappeared. All right, because of the green coverage. Nobody is reported on how did it happen, why did it disappear. It's a good thing, yes, but it's also brought changes into Delhi's climate, which it rains throughout the year now. There is no monsoon. There is a monsoon, but it can rain any time of the year. Just personally being in Delhi for the past eight years, the winter rain has disappeared. Mm. You used to have and that one spell, oh, lovely, you know, that rain and after yeah. which it will get really cold and fog and winter you haven't had that for the winter past Winter has disappeared. We get two weeks of really freezing cold. Right. It okay. used to be from beginning of December till end of February, it used to be freezing. Yeah. Mm. Now it's just a few and weeks. And the okay. rain around, around New just Year around with a light shawl throughout. And, and, you know, natural disasters are everywhere. You know, we're seeing forest fires in Uttarakhand. We're seeing, you know, floods. Uh, you know, it happened in Tamil Nadu. Um, you know what two years back um, yeah. this massive Kosi river overflows huge displacement loss of lives you know it, there's, there's a flood happening in, uh, in MP also in MP so you know that it's we need better coverage but we need to also map ensure that you yeah. know the right questions are asked why is it you know I think the big picture know? of what's happening has to be told right. so that we start becoming more okay um, I just um, would you know quickly want to ask you know we'll wind up now uh, so please keep your suggestions ready. But before we do, Jerry, um, when Dalio was set up, it was kind of, in a sense, if I'm to understand correctly, to take on first post. Um, not true, in fact. Uh, you know, see, the idea was very simple at that point. It was, um, it was, you know, there was a, there was a lot of opinion going in the main website, and they felt that, um, you know, they wanted to create a place, a portal where all the opinions would go so that news would less be less opinionated. That was the broad idea that so had been So it wasn't given. to generate more traffic? Um, no, it was a separate website. So, you know, otherwise they would have beefed up their opinion section. No, no, sure. But what I'm saying is that, what I'm saying is that including Scoopoop, you know, they have many uh, portals, uh, you know, one which is catering to one kind of news, one is catering to one kind of audience. Opinion um, consumption has become huge because very quickly you can churn something out. Something happens now, first post would have something within half an hour. Right. 
right. Daily was start doing that. I I don't you know at that point there was a slight lull. It was early 2014. The you know opinion space was still sort of still coming out. I was I had come from print. Um, the the edit pages were the least read pages in the newspapers. Times mm. of India had once even thrown it out. The mm. edit page, and they had to bring it back in. So you know the what I had been given was very clear. Actually, you know very. easy to do kind of a format which is get six or seven opinions a day from good writers who can talk about what you know sort of discern what's happening but yes there was you know the the website was sort of created on the idea that you know the social media will help you um, you know sort of Generate generate more uh, more attention and traffic <coughs> and get traction because you but you, you think that model is still relevant today um you know um sometimes you know Oh, are you a pure journalist and don't even look at the business side of things? No, I mean one has to. I feel that you know. So, so I feel that what has happened is that you know that model gets easily copied by everybody else. Everybody uh, is doing. Everybody in their blogs are doing. Uh, you know, you know, opinion section. Everyone is driving traffic through uh, through opinions. But the majority of the traffic is not coming from opinions. It's coming from your news and the SEO related. Is that true? Is that right? Yeah, it's it's it it does help because you have a great opinion which is you know been shared by everybody. Um, But the main traffic is news related. That's course, encouraging. Of yeah. course, you know I think that the the way the traction news gets is there's no way opinion just opinion can get that. All right, good to hear. So um, let's come up with the recommendations. Uh, Manisha, shall we start with you? Yeah. So. Uh, the piece that i was talking about is by nasir abid five days with vs naipaul nasir abid's account of sir vidya in lucknow i think it's a very fascinating piece also is an interesting piece in the nyt on um, a sexual harassment case which involves a gay student taking his teacher, lesbian yeah. teacher to task on sexual harassment she was found guilty Kind of interesting throws up a lot. She was a champion of me too. Yeah, she was quite the feminist. I read it, but again, my views have been criticized by one and all on Hafta. I mean, a man in his mid twenties is accusing. I'm. I. I just don't kind of. It didn't sit well mm, with you. Yeah. I'm, mm. <laughs> so, Madhu. No articles, but I've been reading some books. One is Rajdeep uh, Sardesai's oh, new book. Oh, how is book. it? Oh, news man. Oh, you should interview him. Madhu Chatterjee's books like which are two articles, man. Yeah, but you know. Seriously. <laughs> okay, okay. So we'll. I I can't see anything on that right now. Okay. Uh, the other book that I'm reading. So I'm guessing she's not liking the book that much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other book that I'm re- reading now is Enlightenment. Now the case for reason, science, humanism, and progress. I've heard about this. So it's um, I don't normally like the books that uh, Bill Gates recommends. Mm. but uh and this is not a how to improve your life book it really is an important assessment of how everything has come together and where we're going in terms of all the technology how we're using it how destructive it is how positive it is how to use it i think that is truly important at this time um the other one uh, that i have become a great fan of this black stand up comedian Tiffany Haddish. Okay. Why? Uh, I just happened to come across a clip of hers, and then I realized that I'd already downloaded a book of hers, which in my Kindle, which I hadn't read. Oh, okay. Black I know Unicorn, the one you're talking about. The Black Even Unicorn. We've discussed her in um, yeah. uh, the Awful and Awesome as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so she's worth looking into on YouTube and all that. Uh, really clued in, and had a ter- really difficult life. and all that so that's what i'm reading right now all right 
your recommendations for the week well Jerry? i i i would like to recommend um, uh, you know this book um, that i had the honor of sort of uh, presenting in in jaipur uh, it's by three journalists seema chishti sushant singh and ankur bharadwaj it's called note by note um it's it's a it's a it's a book it's a uh, it's a book of history and it's on the story of uh, modern india post independence india why i felt it's refreshing and really nice to read is that it breaks down the history of india modern india um by each year and so you can see how this nation is being built step by step and um, also the fact that it's linked to one film song that was released that year Oh nice. And so it's very interesting. So it's at part it's a history book it's telling so you So when does Sir Kailio Khatia jaad lage tha? No way. Well I I you know I don't think that's it. They haven't chosen that. So they haven't chosen the best. Okay. No but it's not but it's the fun part is that it's it's somewhere the songs are political somewhere that they're like a background score sometimes they're tongue in cheek there's a, there's a lot of fun stuff happening with you know um It's like Hafta. Yeah, it's like Hafta. <laughs> <laughs> you know like how I've named how we have it. How we have it. how manmohan singh is that you know uh, from that song uh, rockstar ka jo me make uh, you know बर्बाद करे अल्फाज grandmother became her legal guardian for really difficult situation happened with her parents and her grandmother refused to uh, teach her to drive um, because she said i don't want to be responsible if you kill somebody i'm not signing any paperwork so the kid was on basically on her own to survive and as a revenge revenge uh, uh, act on one of her exes who treated her badly she pooped in his very expensive sneakers nice <laughs> Nice. Wow. <laughs> okay. Just do it, huh? She you. took that really seriously. That's Nike yeah. slogan. Just did it, baby. Hun poti do. Okay. So the two uh, uh, suggestions I have, uh, there's an article in New York Times, fake news onslaught targets pizzeria as nest of child trafficking. And a Rolling Stone article called Anatomy of Fake News Scandal. Uh it's about what happened in the US and uh, you're welcome to draw any parallels. of what happened to Umar Khalid I think there are many if I weren't so lazy I would have written this piece in just copy pasted it like most people do and replaced <laughs> bright bart with this and the second do that I should see do it. let's see if people never know okay yeah do that and, and see if anyone accuses you of plagiarism the second recommendation actually this is more appropriate for the awful and awesome podcast but Uh, because you know we talk about Omar and all that stuff here it's a review of Spike Lee's Black Klansman i haven't read the f- uh, i haven't seen the film i guess i won't have the chance to see it because it will probably won't be released in india and it's very rarely that I'm i watch sure films come, on the camp. but it's the concept is and it's a true story yeah it's a true story absolutely so the review of this in the time magazine i loved the review because films that i feel that i may not be able to see i just uska review dekh ke main khush ho jata hu but the last line of this review the second last line is fantastic basically it's a film about how this anti white supremacist movement is so much more relevant in trump's time and spike lee one of the most gifted filmmakers america has you know has really taken this film and shaken america up that this is where you're headed the thing is that this is about a, the first black policeman 
ever in the American police force. And he infiltrates the Ku Klux, Ku Klux Klan. Klan. They have a basically an advertisement in the paper for recruitment and he says, Haan bhai. And he does it on the phone and becomes friends with the guy on the phone. Now, to go there physically, he goes to his boss, and who's white, and says, I need to right. send somebody. I haven't seen the film. This I've just picked up bits and pieces. Yeah, so that's exactly the story. So it's fantastic. Must so illegally the, download this film. Yeah, so the second last line of this is, and he's talking about you know the, the, the black people's, many black people's heartbreak with America and they're being called like in ours, anti-national because you are criticizing America. Yeah. It says, to be heartbroken by your country, you have to love it in the first place. Yeah. And I think that's such a lovely line that to really feel betrayed, you Say can only... Again? To be heartbroken by your country, you have to love, love it, in, it the in the first, first place. place. Yeah. That's what uh, I'm feeling these Black days. Black Klansman is Lee's anguished message of love. And I think that is a, is, is a really profound and wonderful line. Okay, so I wanted to add this interview that uh, Trevor Noah did of... Omarosa Manigault Newman, who um, was basically fired from the White House. She was working uh, for Trump in his TV show, The Apprentice and whatever. So I think journalists or anyone actually watching it, I found that interview really fascinating because it's on The Daily Show uh, where Trevor Noah stars. Uh, It was fascinating because clearly Trevor Noah had utter contempt for this woman in every way. Mm. And his questions were so... Uh, because he's basically usually polite mm. and quite has fun with people. Mm. But the interesting part is that she never got it. She never got the fact that he was contemptuous of her. She kept answering like she, with this gloat of, I'm so loved, and turning to the audience for applause. And there was like a strange uh, dynamic where she was behaving like she's being appreciated. And he was asking her questions like, well, what's new in your book? Mm. And she says, well, what's new is my life story. And basically saying nobody's interested. Madhu, you know the, the Joan Didion, there's a lovely Joan Didion documentary on Netflix. I know, it's beautiful. It's fabulous. Yeah, I just that was a must watch. On Joan Didion. An interview, uh, not an interview, a documentary made by her nephew. Mm. Joan Didion has had the most amazing personal life also, having lost her daughter. And then, mm. of course, the book she wrote when she lost her the year uh, husband, thinking. The Year of Magical Thinking. For mm. anyone who's lost someone, and of course, there's no one that hasn't. It's mm. a great book. But that it's documentary also I'll is spectacular. Watch, uh, what is it called? Um, I th- I'm not sure. I've forgotten that. Is it the, the Joan Didion okay. documentary? The Joan Didion documentary. <laughs> no, no. I don't know what it's you called. You just Google okay, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah it's, it's part of the series. But Madhu, you don't have to give the name because your listeners will find it. You know why? Because they're intelligent. So on that note, uh, keep the faith because we are keeping the faith that some of you will subscribe and not all of you are Mufat Khors. Uh, some of you believe that you have to pay 
to support journalism please do uh, you can leave your abuse on manisha's timeline twitter and you can send in your views on contact contact at newslaundry.com compliments to my timeline yeah you can leave the compliments on mother's timeline and you can send sensible critique to contact at newslaundry.com with nl hafta in that uh, subject line and you have some I think you should add that the cheapest subscription that we have an offer is 250 for a month right yeah 250 which for a month which is 8 rupees a day which is 8 rupees a day so really that's like so mother should raise the price nothing right now it's nothing it's so nothing so before we listen rupay. to madhu and raise the price it's cheaper than a cigarette yeah so do subscribe it's cheaper than can you imagine it's cheaper, it's cheaper than, than a cigarette 8 rupees but thanks so much jerry for coming a pleasure having thank you thank you here. so much it was really nice to be here and uh, until next week guys keep the faith all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel